This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into Up in the Rafters, a podcast brought to you this basketball season by our friends over at Johnny T-Shirt. Co-hosting this, I'm Taylor Vipolis, and this year I'm joined by national champion, most outstanding player of the Final Four, and a Carolina basketball legend, the ACC Network's Joel Berry. Thanksgiving week, we're we're at the point where we're getting these early uh, season tournaments. How's everything going with you in the college basketball world? Everything is good. Whenever these games are coming on during the daytime, it, it gives you an excuse to watch TV. So I'm I'm in heavy right now. <laughs> the, those these tournament games, those uh, tournament day, games during the day, they they make the workday go a lot faster. They really do, man. I, I love them. I just, I like, I get so excited to wake up the next day. And then I look at my phone. I kind of have to remind myself. I'm like, oh, crap. I got to get, I got to get this game on. And I got the YouTube TV on my app. So it's just, it's perfect. <laughs> we have one game to talk about. And then we'll talk about UNC's early season tournament. Carolina has a home game against UC Riverside. They win 77 to 52. First thing I want to ask you about that game, UNC wore blue jerseys at home. What did you think about that? Because it, it took me a while to get used to that. Yeah, it was nice on their part, man. You know, UC Riverside, was they're, they're going through some tough times. I don't know how you don't have your jerseys ready for the season. I'm like, come on, man. Don't have your away jerseys. But, you know, Carolina being Carolina, we were nice, and we we, we allowed them to wear the whites and wear the blues. But I love the blues, though. They They are fire. Would that be your preference, wear blues at home? Because because then it's a lot of Carolina blue, and I kind of think it's it, it's a great color. Yeah, I think so. I think they should start doing it more. I mean, it, it switches things up, kind of gives you a little football feel. Doesn't the football wear blue jerseys yeah. at home sometime or away when they're at home? I think that's changing yeah. up a little bit. It's 2023. <laughs> yeah, and Carolina's leading scorer in the game against UC Riverside, no surprise, Armando Baycott. The numbers, I, I, we we didn't spend too much time talking about Armando Baycott in the last podcast because it's, it's almost gotten to the point where you know what you're going to get with Armando. He's going to put up a double-double. He's going to put up these monster numbers. But the numbers that he is putting up, he holds the record at Carolina for, for most double-doubles and career rebounds. This game, he joins the 
the top 10 scoring list for the Tar Heels. How do you kind of put into perspective what he's able to do on a, a night in and night out basis for this Tar Heel team? It's, it's, it's pretty impressive, man. He, uh, he, he's just a horse down there in the, in the paint and it's just really hard to stop him. I mean, he, he has the size, um, he knows how to maneuver his body and get into, uh, get into small spaces and just post up and be, be available. Um, but what he is doing, man, it just hats off to the work that you put in when no one's watching. Um, and I think that's really, that's a testament to what he, what he does. And you got to think, with all that's going on with NIL and um, just what's on his plate, man, you talk about being a true professional, that's being a true professional, you know, in, in our time, we, we just had basketball, you know, they have stuff off the court and, and all that going on. And I mean, he's in a business school. So when you talk about a guy that's just really striving for excellence, man, he's doing it on and off the court and it, it, it's impressive. And people don't realize me when you go into the gym and you look up there, and you see all the greats up there, man, and you you're breaking records and you're passing people on that list, man. It's it's a true testament to the work that's put in. And Armando is playing unbelievable. And I just I'm excited to see what the season um has for him and it, 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 if he can continue this. Cause I mean it, it's exciting to watch. Yeah, there's sometimes too when I'm watching uh Baycott where he he misses some some shots around the rim and He's getting his rebound and, and trying to put it back up. And I'm like, man, if, if there's sometimes where he, he gets like 25 and 10 and I'm like, there's sometimes where I'm like, he should get 40 and like 15 <laughs> with, with some of the shots he's getting. And it's, it's such a good safety blanket for this North Carolina team to have somebody down there. That's getting such a, a high percentage shot for, for their main offense. And I, I think that's something that they didn't do a, a great, job at um at times last year where he wins position down low they don't get it to him and you're a big running the floor up and down giving a lot of effort and and without good he is it's like if he's in position you have to try to feed him the ball but the, these early season games it allows us to see more of a rotation where where the North Carolina coaching staff can can try different things out I want to talk about um some of the players in that rotation that, that are trying to crack it and get even more minutes. The the first person I want to talk about Jalen Withers, because there I'm, I don't remember where the report came from, but somebody had mentioned, it might've been like an Adam Lucas article. If, if I want to give the proper credit to it. Uh, but the, the consensus was that he was the guy who was going to be in the starting lineup kind of gets banged up before the season. They, they make the switch to Wojcik. What have you kind of seen from Withers and, and the potential that he brings to this North Carolina team with his athleticism? Yeah, and that's the word right there. The athleticism he brings is um, is something that, you know, you bring off the bench, you have that that energy coming off, you have that athleticism, and he just he, – he, he has this switchability on the wing as well. And I think that allows them to be able to switch one through four I mean, I would I would even go to say that he can play the five sometimes if he if they really wanted to do some small ball and really get up and down the court. Um, but I mean, you know, with having Armando on the court is so effective. Um, and you always want him to be able to stay on the court. But um, and I know Jalen Washington, which we'll get to and hit on, but he has stepped up here in this early season, especially in the last game. But Jalen Withers just brings something that 
uh, that that Carolina um, can can use in just that athleticism, being able to switch. Uh, I mean, even at Louisville, he, uh, one of his seasons, he was able to shoot the ball from the outside. He could dribble it. He can handle it. And also another factor that he brings, too, is being able to bring the ball up the court. You know, if you have the ability to be able to get a rebound and not have to pass it and you can advance it yourself, I think that even that makes this Carolina team a lot faster. So being able to have him get a rebound, go down and start the action right away just gives them a little bit of a different look than having um, Armando or, um, you know, somebody at the four who can't initiate that. But, man, I, I think he will as the season goes along, I think you'll see him playing a lot more because of his energy and his athleticism that he brings. And you saw that athleticism on display on what was without question the highlight play of this game. Withers starts it with a, a huge block. It, the way he blocks the ball, it looks violent. It does. I mean, <laughs> borderline disrespectful. <laughs> and just staring at the dudes. I mean, it was two of them in one game. It was crazy. <laughs> but the, the play I'm talking about, Withers blocks it. RJ gets it. He pushes it. Has the great bounce pass up the floor to Seth Trimble. Seth Trimble with the poster sports center top 10 play. What did you think of that play first? Man, I, I've watched that. Like, you know how you sit on your phone and you just like, you just watch it and you watch it and you watch it and like five minutes has passed. And you're like, man, I watched this 20 times. <laughs> it was just that exciting. Just being able to see the block shot, as you said, that was so violent and so aggressive. And then you see them get out on the break and, I played with JP. I know the hops. The hops are insane, but JP was 6'5". Seth Trimble's only like 6'2". So to see a dude like that rise up off the floor, uh, I mean, it's just spectacular. And that's the, I mean, that's what they want from him. They want him to be that, use, to use that athleticism um, and use the strength that he has and his leverage that he plays with. Um, and I just think, in a nutshell, that play was – what Carolina wants to do, they want to be aggressive on the defensive end, and they want to they want to translate that into offense as fast as they can. And that play, man, uh, I think that play will be on the uh, the the end of the season highlight. And I can keep that on rerun because <laughs> I enjoy watching that. <laughs> where where do you see Seth Trimble's role on this Carolina team? Because we talked about Elliot Cadeau. Um, we we know Carolina has R.J. Davis. Is there a spot for Seth Trimble and, and what he brings? Because I think, I think his biggest strength is kind of like Jalen Withers, where he's he's real switchable. He has the athleticism, and it, it feels like you can't have enough great athletes on your team. Yeah, I think it'll be a situation where um, you know, as as the season progresses, I think the coaching staff will have to find a way to utilize his strengths on the offensive end defensively we know what he can bring you know he he's a pesky guard he can pick you up 94 feet he can get into you and he has the athleticism to be able to take a bump and still jump up in the air and contest at a shot I just look at it offensively how can they use that athleticism and that quickness that he has to be able to uh be effective on that end because you don't want to have him on the court and treat it like a rondo um, treat him like a Rondo, and then now you have a, a fifth defender just sitting in the paint, not contesting. Um, I know he did hit a couple of threes in that in in the last game, um, but you know that's not something that that's not his strong suit. 
Um, but I feel like that will be the difference maker in him being able to get out on the court is how can they utilize. And I think it'll be a lot of like, you know, catches in the 45 on the go, trying to get downhill as quick as possible. Um, and just being able to use that, being able to go into some dribble handoffs. If someone is sagging off, like, you know, hand off to RJ Davis, let him come off of, um, a dribble handoff, things like that. I think they can be able to utilize them, but they have to give him time because on the defensive end and the energy that he brings and the type of, um, yeah, energy that he brings off the bench. I think that's something that they need, especially when you get into a hard, grimy game where you need a little bit coming off the bench that's a little bit different than the starting five. Yeah, and against uh, UC Riverside, Carolina had four scores in double digits. Armando Baycott and Harrison Ingram from, from the starters, Seth Trimble with 11 points, and then the other person with double-digit points, you mentioned him earlier, Jalen Washington, who's actually been – um, Carolina's leading scorer off the bench with with eight points per game. What have you seen from Washington as he tries to make this this next leap in his game? Yeah, I just see something that's a little bit different. Um, gives you a different look than Armando. And what I love seeing is the minutes that Armando has been playing. He hasn't played thir over thirty minutes in, in either game or in the first three games. And Jalen Washington has been able to get in and get some of those minutes and actually be productive, which is good and what they need. I think his coming uh, come out game was the Virginia game last year when Armando went out and he came in and I think everybody, myself, you know, the fans, they got a, they got a chance, even you, you got a chance to see a glimpse of what he can really do. Um, and, you know, he was still coming back from injury, still trying to find himself. And now being able to take that next step, he just he will be able to step out on the perimeter and knock down a shot. I love his face up game, being able to turn around and, uh, you know, hit the mid range and just being able to make plays out of the post. You know, if they bring a double team, he's already facing up and a face up on double teams is the best thing that you can do, because now you see the defenders coming over. So just his uh, his skill set at the five man is something that's a little bit different um, than what Armando brings. And, you know, if a team is trying to scout. You know, coming on the court, you'll have to change things up. And it forces team to make sure that they're on their P's and Q's, knowing that he's on the court and that it's a little bit different than having Armando on there. So I love what he's been doing here. You know, 11 points in the last game, two for two from the three-point line. That's what they'll need, especially when you talk about later down the road or <laughs> these crazy games coming up that we're getting ready to touch on. Um, they will need Armando Baycott to be able to have some time to be on the bench and, and get a breather, but not have a drop off. Yeah, I thought that was a, a great point you made that I wanted to kind of follow up on. You you look at the minutes in, in the UC Riverside game. R.J. Davis was the leader, 28 minutes. Harrison Ingram, 26. Armando Baycott, 25. Cormac Ryan, uh, 22. Cadeau, 23. That's not something we've really seen from from this North Carolina team uh, since Coach Davis has taken over, where there's a heavy reliance on, on the top guys. They're playing almost every minute. How much of that can you how, – how does that impact the college player when, when you are playing, you know, 36, 37 minutes every night? It weighs down on you. I mean, you know, you have to play on both sides of the ball. And if you're playing against teams that challenge you defensively, or challenge you offensively when you're on the defensive end, it can be tiring. No legs, no legs get heavy. Uh, the shots aren't there. 
Um, and I, 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 it's really tough. So being able to spare those minutes um, for the guys who are starting, that's, that's very crucial. You talk about, you know, RJ Davis being able to get some time and, and be on the bench with, uh, with Seth coming in or Elliot coming in. Um, those, those are, those are very important, especially when you get into the middle of the season. But like when these games coming up, man, they'll need to be able to give their all and then knowing that you can raise your hand, which I did quite a bit, <laughs> raising the hand to come out. And coaches trust you enough to know when you're ready to get back in. Like Coach Williams always trusted us with, all right, you come out, you have the right as an upperclassman to be able to say, hey, coach, I'm ready to go back in. Um, you know, he would tell if someone was playing, he'll be like, you know, go back and sit down, you know, if someone was hot. But um, just being able to have it to, or have those guys being able to give their all and stand fresh is something that's underrated, but you want to have, especially when you get into these tough, uh, tough matches. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's no shame in, in raising your hand when, when you're tired, because if you're out there giving it 50%, you're gonna you're gonna get ripped for that eventually. <laughs> right. But it's a hard balance though, because sometimes you can be tired and all you need is like two or three plays to get that second win, um, to get going and, and stay out there. But you do want to give it your all when you're out there. And um, I think just being able to see Coach Davis play 11, 12 guys. It might not be like that all season, um, but, you know, right now it's just about seeing what rotations work, seeing what guys work better um, in lineups with one another. Um, but if they can play 11 or 12, you know, I mean, we'll see what they end up doing. But I, I, I believe that they'll probably shrink it to, you know, eight or nine. Are you more likely to raise your hand against UC Riverside than in Cameron against Duke? Oh, you see Riverside, I'm raising my hand every time. Duke, I'm not raising my hand at all. Coach, they're going to have to pull me off the floor. And I know the guys are the same way. Like, in a game like that, no, no, sir. Keep me in the game. <laughs> it's one of those situations where you're not even making eye contact with the coach. Right, right. You're walking down the court like you just looking over, making sure. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I can't come out. <laughs> Uh, HD has said that he'll play more guys when he feels like they earn it in practice. You know, HD, you were coached by HD. What do you think that looks like earning it in practice? Yeah, just his demeanor. Coach Davis is, is a guy. He doesn't like, he doesn't like giving handouts. He loves, he loves guys who wants to work for what they, uh, what they want. And I think it's because that's what he had to do. He always talked about it. He wasn't the most talent. He wasn't the talented. He wasn't the most athletic. 
But what set him apart was his just work ethic, you know, one being at Carolina, which was his dream school and where he wanted to play. And so he knew that he had to give it his all. And I think that's kind of the coaching. Um, that's how he coaches. That's his perspective that he coaches from is you have to earn it. Um, and I think uh, last year, um, I think a lot of guys were just expecting to get playing time. And going into this year, uh, you know, Jalen Washington said it. He said that guys are competing in practice. It's competitive. And that's how you want it to be because when you get out on the court, that same competitiveness will come out. And so if you have guys competing in practice, knowing that, hey, this is how I'm going to get on the court, that's what it takes. And there are a lot of guys who can play, who can start. You know, like we just talked about, Jalen Withers can start. Um, you know, Elliot Cadeau could start. Seth Trimble could start. A lot of guys could start, um, and I just I, I love what Coach Davis said is setting that tone is nothing's given here. Everything is earned, and when you earn it, you'll make sure when you get out on the court, you'll keep that spot. From the times you've been back and the people you've talked to being around the program, what does uh, Hubert Davis practice look like compared to a Roy Williams one? Uh, I wish, man, I, I haven't gotten back much, um, but what I've heard is – um, that it's just, it, it's very competitive. Guys are competing. Um, you can tell guys just like playing with one another and they really do value getting better. And, um, I think that's the most important thing is if you know, like in practice, man, when you step in between those lines, it's almost like stepping in the game. And coach always told us that practices should be harder than games because then when you get to the games, it's no surprise. And uh, just what I've heard from people being around the program, um, just that the, the guys are competing and that's what you want to hear. And that's what you want to see, because if they're competing in between the lines with one another in practice, once they get out there on that battlefield, man, they're, they're competing with one another. And that 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 uh, you're, you're going to battle with one another. So um, I just like that aspect. We all know the guys are talented. I know that'll take care of itself. But competing is something that that's a non-negotiable and you have to bring that each and every day, whether it's practice or a game. Uh, one of the things that I was really encouraged by listening to Hubert Davis on his, his post-game press conference from the UC Riverside was how much of an emphasis he puts on the defensive side of the ball, because there's nights where your shooting's off, but you can control the effort level and the intensity you bring to the defensive side. And, and being locked in on your matchup and being locked in on the scouting report that the coaches really work hard on. There was a point where in this game, um, Carolina really broke it, broke away from Riverside when they go on a 17-0 run. What did you see from the team on both ends of the court and, and specifically on that defensive end? They were just making every single shot tough for UC Riverside. Uh, they were They were not allowing them to get into the paint. Um, they were they were pressing up, getting into passing lanes, really making it difficult. And the sign of a great defense is when you get beat, what happens? Because a lot of a lot of times defenses can you can allow someone to get beat or not allow, but you can get beat. And then there are no rotations. Now they're just penetrating into the lane. And I was watching the recovery of Carolina and they were helping one another. Um, we talk about Jalen Withers. I know it was in the first half, but being able to come over with that athleticism and help a guy that just got beat off the dribble, um, that's what you want. And to your point and what Coach Davis said, 
you have to be able to play defense. Like that's a non-negotiable. If there's one thing that you can control, it's controlling your effort and your energy on the defensive side. Sometimes that ball won't go in and you can go stretches without, without the ball going in. But if you can continue to show up defensively, eventually we know the game is, is about momentum. Eventually that ball will go in. And so just watching them come out of the halftime, which I was very impressed by, you know, coming out of halftime, you can try to get yourself going, um, get those legs warm back up. But I mean, they came out of the, they came out of the locker room right away, ready to get after you see Riverside had no chance. Um, and that's what you want to see from your team, because at the, the last four minutes of a, of a half in the first four minutes, those can really be the decision um the decision makers of a game and they came out man and they put it on them and that's the type of defensive energy you want to see from uh from your team before we get going quick break to talk about our friends over at johnny t-shirt you can visit johnny t-shirt on franklin street or at or at johnny t-shirt.com they have all the carolina apparel a fan could want it, it's almost holiday season stock up on at johnny t-shirt get somebody in your life carolina gear the colder weather is getting here. They have everything that you could possibly want as the basketball season gets underway. The hats, the jerseys, the T-shirts, you name it, they've got it. And they have great customer service and great people taking care of you. And don't forget, Inside Carolina Premium subscribers save 10% off their orders. The, the one concern I have from the UC Riverside, it's another game where UNC shoots under 30% from three. 6 of 21 from deep. Any concerns there with with the early season shooting struggles and is that something that the fans should be kind of keeping an eye on as these as these games kind of ramp up? Yeah, I think we we do have to keep an eye on it because right now Carolina is shooting 55% from two-pointer. Um so the two-point range, so I think, you know, that will honestly drop. So when that drops, what what will the three-point shot look like? And that's that's a question we should, um, you know, we should all be asking ourselves, and and that's something that we should keep our eye on. But, you know, I think it, I think it will change. I think guys are still trying to get their legs up under them, and you have guys like Cormac Ryan who hasn't, you know, we haven't seen what he can really do. Um, he's a guy who averaged 15, 15 points per game last year, so we know that he can score the ball. Um, so he's just still trying to find his way. What I love about him is he's still competing defensively. He's still bringing the energy, but I think that the three point shot will get going for Carolina. Um, I know sometimes when you go on these, uh, these, uh, tournaments where you're playing three games in a row, you, those things start clicking, you know, sometimes being away from the home crowd, being able to, uh, go in these smaller gyms. Sometimes, man, that's what gets the ball rolling. And I think that's what will happen for Carolina, especially with being able to play consistently day uh, day after day. I think it'll, it'll eventually get going. Yeah, somebody like Cormac Ryan, last year at Notre Dame, he shoots 40% from the field, 34% from three. And it's it's not like he has a, a small volume there at Notre Dame. He was, he was one of their best players last year. So right. you figure those numbers are going to, eventually average out and, and raise back to the norm. But if you are this Carolina team, you mentioned the the mindset where it, it's, it's easy to get locked in when you're going on the road to Cameron, you have to, you know, find the, find the energy to get up for these games against UC Riverside. 
how do you mentally prepare from from going up against these these smaller teams to these ranked teams in these early season college basketball tournaments? Yeah, I think you just have to realize the sense of urgency to to raise up your level. And that's what they have to do in these tournaments. There's no more hand me hand me out games. You know, I love I love the the beginning of the season games um, just to get guys going to be able to get the rust off, you know, be able to see your team compete against someone else. Um, but it can kind of almost be a hindrance because you go from playing a UC Riverside to playing some really good competition, um, high level competition. So um, I just think you have to realize the sense of urgency and, and you have to step up your play. You know, as they tell high schoolers, you don't know what's, what what playing hard is until you get in college and, and realize like playing hard is on a different level. So I think, uh, you know, in these in these tournaments, in this tournament that's coming up, you know, they got Northern Iowa, which they got to come out and p- compete <laughs> um, and get ready for the next game. But, um, you know, I just think the sense of urgency has to be there and I expect them to raise it up and they have the team to do it. Um, but it, it, it's kind of tough when you're when you're going from UC Riverside to to playing some high level competition. But that's what we're, that's what they're there for. And, and I know they'll raise uh, they'll raise their level up. Yeah, you look at some of the teams they could play after Northern Iowa. It's it's Villanova, or Texas Tech, and then after that, Arkansas, Memphis, Stanford, or or a really good Michigan team that I've been impressed with. I, I keep a I keep an eye on Michigan because when I was coaching basketball out of uh, the DMV, we had Doug McDaniel, their point guard, and he he was always a guy that I I, I love watching him. He's uh, if I could get a, a dream matchup in this Bahama final, it would be North Carolina, Michigan. Um, just because I think it's a, it's a classic matchup too with the two Jordan schools. Yeah. Uh, the finals rematch from, from the early nineties where Chris Weber calls the timeout <laughs> that, that he didn't have before we wrap up a big shout out to our friends at congruity. Congruity is a North Carolina based national coverage, local presence company with personal support straight from the Tar Heel state. Congruity is empowering small and mid-sized business owners with HR and payroll outsourcing, enabling you to grow your business while they take care of your greatest assets, your people. And they are doing it with top-of-the-line technology and services for every stage of your business's growth with a state-of-the-art online platform. Congruity, they are obsessed with customer service where they become part of your team. They do the heavy lifting, providing essential admin support with a single point of contact and support available on demand with services that are tailor-made for you, transforming your organization. Congruity has helped hundreds of businesses improve and enhance their day-to-day lives, level up your HR capabilities, save money, unlock game-changing growth. Visit congruityhr.com backslash Tarheels to learn all about congruity filled a quick form to be connected to their consultants and they'll give inside Carolina listeners or viewers a payroll and HR assessment for free. That's congruityhr.com backslash Tar Heels congruityhr.com backslash Tar Heels. All right, back to the episode. What, what are these trips like for the players where you're going to fun places, but you also have to remember like why you're there in the first place and, and trying to, trying to find the balance between fun and, and, and business. Yeah, these tournaments are, are awesome. I think it, it really brings your team close together. Um, you know, I talk, I, I think about my time at Mount, uh, when we went to Maui 
and um you know you do all the the events leading up to it we had cornhole we had all these um we had a dance competition like all these little things that that go under the radar um that brings your team together um that's what these team that's what these tournaments present and you're there day after day after day with your team um and you're able to lock in and you're able to focus on basketball like you know you have all the other things going on but at the end of the day, to your point, you're there to do a job and you're there to get the job done. And I know Carolina is going to this tournament and it's it's championship mindset. And, um, you know, you got to But you have to have that balance like you have to continue to be who you are as a team. If you're a guy that is always upbeat and, you know, that's that's your personality. Don't change that because you have to be yourself in these type of tournaments and um and, and and to bring the team together so i think it's awesome man especially when you think about it being thanksgiving man this is a time where you usually spend with your family but you are with your family the guys that you are going out there competing with their family the coaches their family you have all the other the coaches families some of the guys families will probably be out there this is a time man where you go and you just get to play basketball you get the, you don't have to worry about class or anything and this is like honestly the best time so i'm super excited for those guys um and it's like a aau tournament you just go and you play and you play and you play <laughs> <laughs> feels like we are going to learn a lot about this team over the next week from the bahamas but carolina back in action wednesday noon tip on espn northern iowa joel man appreciate the time as always and appreciate everybody watching and listening what if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.